0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we're just about to begin the tractate of Shabbat and the order of Moed. I think we've spoken before about the fact that the individual tractates are arranged within the order in descending order of the number of chapters. So we are now going to work down from Shabbat, which has a, a frightening 22 chapters, even though some of them are very short. One of them only has two Mishnayot. We're going to work down from Shabbat with 22 chapters to Hagiga at the end, which only has three chapters. That's essentially how the tractates are laid out within the order. And maybe that's how they used to keep track of them in their heads before the time when the Mishnah was written down. And the Mishnah of Shabbat begins with a halacha, which is not obvious. Shabbat Sh'taim Shehen ar-ba Bifnim U'shtaim Shehen Arba bachutz. The carryings out of Shabbat are two which are four from the inside and two which are four from the outside. So the Mishnah is going to start, start talking about carrying. Now, once this is the first chapter. When we get into the seventh chapter, We will learn a list of 39 um, activities which are forbidden on Shabbat. And these are derived from the activities of building the temple. These are all creative acts like sowing, reaping, um, uh, writing two letters, rubbing out two letters in order to write, and and so on. They're well-known creative activities that you need to build something. And it's not at all obvious that carrying from inside to outside should be one of those activities at all indeed when we go into the seventh chapter and we look at this list we will see that the act of carrying the act of passing from the public to the private domain or vice versa is actually the very last in the list but there is a verse for it that there's one which the uh, the uh, the bartonura quotes uh, this comes right after the exodus from Egypt, by the way. The Shabbat is the first mitzvah given after the people leave, after the people cross the Red Sea. They, they cross the sea, they complain. What are they given? Well, they're given the man, they're given the manna, and they're given the mitzvah of Shabbat. And there the text says, God's given you the Shabbat and he's given you on the sixth day double portion that means double portion of manna and then everybody stay in their place you don't move out of your space on the seventh day so that's one verse that we could use just to tie down this rather amorphous uh, um, this work activity of carrying in and out And we can also tie it down, by the way, to building the temple. And I think the Rambam brings this pasuk, brings this verse. um, Right at the, in the, it will be in Va'yakel or in in Va'yakel. Everyone is collecting the materials um, for, everyone is, everyone is collecting the, the materials for the sanctuary. And at a certain point, Moshe proclaims that there's enough. He makes an announcement and he says, Don't do any more work. He uses the word melacha for work. And the people stopped bringing bringing is associated with melacha with work with creative activity so perhaps perhaps this is the hook i mean the Rambam has a very keen <laughs> reader of text right maybe this is the hook on which we can hook the 39th melacha i don't know one way or the other it is the most obscure of the 39 melachot and maybe as a result of that many many chapters of the Mishnah are taken up with it. All the way from chapter 7 to chapter 11 is going to be taken up with issues of carrying. And it is the subject of the first Mishnah in the Masachet. So as we've said, there are there are two there are two carings which are four. And two which are four. How does it work? So there's a poor man standing outside and the householder standing inside. Interesting, by the way, that this... Um, this prohibition is cast in terms of a mitzvah clearly it's a mitzvah for the householder to give the poor man a something and yet we are going to say okay it is a mitzvah to give him something but on shabbat even though it's a mitzvah it's a problem on shabbat and then the mishnah Outlines different possibilities. So, pashtani pashte anita Fnim. So maybe the poor man reaches his hand inside and gives something to the householder, or he reaches his hand inside and he takes from inside and carries out. Either way, the poor man, the the the, the poor person. Tr- moves from public to private or from private to public his hand does the moving and the mishnah declares Chayav the poor man the one who did the moving is liable that means liable to a sin offering and the householder is exempt Patur. what about the mirror image Well, we can imagine the mirror image is going to be a mirror image Maybe the householder reaches his hand out and places it in the poor man's hand or takes from it and carries it in. And in this case, the householder has to bring a sin offering because the householder has done the action. So, the first two and these are the first two cases of the Mishnah, they're pretty clear. Now, let's try with an action which is shared. The, the um, poor person puts his hand inside. And the householder takes from it. So the poor man's reached inside and the householder takes from it. So between the two of them, they've achieved the same object. They've brought from the public to the private. But they've done it together. And it works in reverse, by the way. Or Shinatanotucha, maybe the householder puts something in his hand and then he draws his hand back. But the result is the same. They, they've achieved this act together. And the Mishnah concludes, Shnehem Puturin. That means they're exempt, by the way, from sin offering. The Mishnah's not suggesting that the act is permitted but they're exempt from a sin offering because when two people participate together in an act, neither one of them is absolutely guilty. And similarly, and this is the mirror image, the householder sticks his hand outside, and the the, the poor person takes from it. Or the reverse, that the... or um, or all, 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 all the reverse, and the poor man places in it, and he carries it inside. Shenehem <laughs> puturim. They are they are both exempt from the sin offering. So the, this, this first missionary is learning, if you like. I mean, it's learning a, a distinction, a particular distinction on the act of carrying. I mean, it begins with an obs- if you like the most obscure of the monachot the act of carrying in and out and then it learns a, a, a almost a technical distinction that a single person has to be responsible for the act in order to be liable for a sin offering as if the mishnah is constructing a fence around the halakha and we'll see in the next two mishnayot which deal with different subjects that we still seem to be constructing a fence around the halakha we seem to be defining the edges of shabbat observance in a way that That removes any possibility of, uh, uh, well, well, we're defining the edges of observance. The next Mishnah is not Shabbat observance, actually. That's very interesting. We're defining the edges of, of behavior in a way that we shouldn't transgress. So the next Mishnah, we're in the Mishnah of Shabbat, but actually we're not talking about Shabbat. We're, we're talking about timekeeping. So the same kind of time issues we're aware of on Friday afternoon. But this actually might apply in any afternoon. You can't sit down to have your hair done after the mincha time. This is probably um, six and a half hours after uh, after the morning. In other words, halfway through the day. One can't sit, have you sit down to have one's hair done until one's prayed the tefillah. And similarly, you shouldn't enter the baths or a tannery or to eat or to judge. In other words, one shouldn't start an extended process without taking time for tefillah. But if they began, they need not break off. And then the Mishnah close, closes Mufsikim, uh, Likrot Kriyat Shema. Obviously, you're going to break off for Kriyat Shema because that's a time-bound mitzvah. It's time-specific. the Mufsikim La latzfila. Probably because you require Kavanah for Tzfila. I mean, it's less time-bound anyway. It's less time-bound, but you need Kavanah for Tzfila. I, I think that is probably the reason. And now we're going to move from time on a general afternoon to time on a Friday afternoon yeah it's the same language same language one shouldn't sit before a barber on, before Mincha and now one shouldn't a tailor mustn't, mustn't uh, go out with his needle we're back to going in and going out and carrying near nightfall lest he forget it nor a scribe with his quill and now, so we're back to carrying, but now we're gonna just get into more general issues., you shouldn't search your garments. this is for lice actually or you shouldn't read these are all things that require a bright light, and we might be tempted to adjust the light. you see we're we're circling round the edges of correct behavior. you're not breaking Shabbat by using a light to look for lice or for to read but we don't do it in case we might need a brighter light and then the mishnah concludes in truth it was said you know the chazan can see where the children are reading from because he's not going to be tempted to adjust the light for them but he doesn't read it goes on the same basis similarly Lo hazav similarly a shouldn't eat with a zavah because they familiarity kind of leads to sin so generally you wouldn't eat with a zavah because her um because she will make the food tame. and if you're as if you're a, a woman you wouldn't eat with a zav because he would make your food tame. now a Azaf and a they're both same, right they can eat together perfectly well there's no reason why they shouldn't eat together but Maybe if they get in the habit of eating together, they will relax on this prohibition of uh, not eating with a Zav or not eating with a zava. So to summarize, we're circling around the edges of what is permitted and what is not permitted. And we are building a fence around the Torah. And we will continue looking at these kinds of examples in the Mishnayot which follow as we pick these up from day to day. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah podcast with Benedict.